If you're not listening for it, you might miss it. Did you catch it? It's pretty subtle, especially if you're hearing it read aloud. But once you do hear it though, everything else just comes together. Listening can be tough. It takes an effort to really listen. Between the noise of all the diversions and the distractions which surround us and the noise of our own thoughts, well, the average person really has to work to pay attention, to listen. That's not just true for sermons. It happens in all of life, whether it be at work, at school, at home. Listening requires effort. It happens with the people that we know, people who are closest to us. It happens with people we barely know. So how about you? Are you listening? Or is something keeping you from hearing? Here we are at the start of another new year. Looking back on the year now past, I hope that you felt that you have grown wiser for your experiences, some of which were joys, others not so much. But as we now head into the new year, I hope that you are feeling well, that you are off to a good start. It's possible you might even be feeling that you've got it all figured out, that you are set for 2016. And I hope that goes well for you. But chances are this new year has not already gone perfectly. It has not all gone according to plan, even a couple of days now past. We could all use greater wisdom, waxing wisdom, if you will. Now, if you have a certain generation, when you hear the words wax and wisdom stuck together, a certain classic 1980s film might come to mind. The Karate Kid. In it, the young teenager Daniel seeks to learn the ways of karate from Mr. Miyagi, the apartment handyman who has agreed to teach him. But before Mr. Miyagi does anything else, he gives Daniel a series of tasks, things which are work around the house, including waxing the classic cars that he's got out front. Wax on. Wax off. Now, Daniel misunderstands these tasks we later learn as pointless, menial labor when in fact all the time the work has been building him up, building a muscle memory in him so that he might learn how to defend himself. It's only after Daniel realizes the results of Mr. Miyagi's exercises that he really begins to learn and become wiser. There's a fair amount of misunderstanding in today's gospel text that we just heard. Mary and jo you remember Mary and Joseph, right? Christmas story? Well, here they are again. And they are going with their son Jesus on a family trip to the great feast of the Passover in Jerusalem, heading up to that great city of David. But as is the case with many family trips, this one does not quite go according to plan. Back in Jesus' time, it was common practice for families to gather together with other families and friends when they were making a long journey like that to Jerusalem. 
In addition to gathering together and being able to support each other over the lengthy journey, they would also present a, a greater crowd, something that would deter robbers and thieves who might seek to overtake lone travelers on the road. When these groups were going, usually the women and children would leave first, giving a couple more hours on the way before the men would leave out because the women and children, maybe the animals with them, would take a little bit longer to get to their destination. And they would ultimately arrive at a prearranged spot where they would rest and stay for the evening. So if you're wondering how Mary and Joseph could have lost Jesus, well, it might have happened something like this. Jesus, as a 12-year-old boy, was right at the age where he could have gone with the women and younger children or with the men and older boys. So setting out from Jerusalem, both Mary and Joseph misunderstood that Jesus was with the other group. It wasn't until they stopped for the evening of that first day that they realized that Jesus wasn't with them. So heading back to Jerusalem on the second day, they then searched for him frantically and found him on that third day in, of all places, the temple. So take a moment to imagine Jesus, the 12-year-old. He's the same age as some of our confirmation students, maybe some of you here right now. Maybe you look up to 12-year-olds if you're younger, think they're, they're big kids. Maybe you have a hard time remembering what it was like to be 12 so many years ago. But suffice to say, Jesus is not your typical preteen. He has been the perfect son ever since Mary and Joseph first saw his face in that little town of Bethlehem. He has not acted out. He has not run away from home. So when Mary and Joseph look for him and cannot find him, they are concerned. He is still a 12-year-old boy. And so they go hurriedly, frantically searching for him. As Mary puts it, they are in great distress. Why would Jesus not be where he is supposed to be? Well, think of it this way. Jesus is exactly where he is supposed to be. Mary was Jesus' mother and Joseph his adopted father and guardian. But Jesus knew clearly, even at age 12, that he was God the Father's son. In Jewish culture, Jesus was right at the age, that age of 12, where he would be considered an adult in the faith. So it makes sense then that he is now going to be about the work of his father, to be there in his father's house. So let's get back to that first thing. You remember it? The thing that you might not have caught without paying close attention to Luke's description of Mary and Joseph coming in and finding Jesus there in the temple. Where was Jesus sitting? Where was he that struck his mother and father with such astonishment as they saw him? He was right in the center. He was right in the middle of it all with the teachers of Israel gathered around him. He asked questions of them and they of him. 
and they were amazed. Amazement, astonishment, marveling. Nobody else truly understood who Jesus was or why this young person demonstrated such wisdom. Even Mary and Joseph did not expect to find what they found, to see what they saw, to hear what they heard. But Jesus was right where he needed to be, at the center, in his Father's house, the Word of God come to be among his people. And while his destiny would bring him back to Jerusalem some 20 years later to complete his father's business. Jesus went with Mary and Joseph back down to Nazareth to be, continue to be, a perfectly obedient son, honoring God's gift of the family. And he waxed in wisdom. It's a pretty safe bet to say that we all could use some more wisdom as we head into this new year especially when it comes to listening. How are you at listening to the people who are closest to you? To your parents? To your spouse? To your child? Do you make the effort to understand what they are saying to you? Or have you already got it all figured out? Is something keeping you from hearing? What about your neighbor? If you listen to them, you might be amazed. Might you have misunderstood those people who live, work, go to school, shop right alongside you, those people that God has put into your life. As Jesus waxed in wisdom, he also grew in favor with God and man, being a true neighbor to all. And he would ultimately fulfill that role by going back to Jerusalem, the living word of God who would give himself on the cross for us. Because that word of God, as we celebrate this season of Christmas, comes to us as a gift. And not just as a gift to us, but to gift to all the people out there as well. As we go out as God's people, as we listen to our neighbors, we will hear the ways in which they need to experience that gift anew. But if you really want to wax in wisdom this year, if you really want to grow in favor with God and with man, your best hope is to be listening to God's word. Hear it as you engage with the Bible whether it be here in worship, at home in your devotions with your family, in study groups, in personal reading, dive in. And when studying the scriptures, sometimes might seem like Mr. Miyagi's exercises of manual, pointless labor. Know that it is never pointless. It is a building up of that muscle memory, a working to make you more and more like Christ, that word of God. Because God has given his word as a gift to you. That word that sat there right at the center of it all in the temple, right among the teachers of Israel. And he will wax wisdom in you. 
by the working of the word. Whether you are 12 or 20 or 92, you will grow in wisdom and favor with God and with man. Jesus is at the center. And everything else comes together around him. He is our wisdom in this new year and in every year ahead. Amen.